0: So, Sharon Moore gets his man at offensive coordinator. That is Kirk Campbell. We'll get to that coming up. There you see him on the screen. If you're watching Jerry Diorio, the former Wolverine, say hi to him, everybody. He's ready great to go. be a and, Michigan Wolverine and a Detroit Lion. Denny,
1: great awesome. year for football in Michigan.
0: You know, you're right. It's been a good point. You know, it's been a really good year for uh, for both. We're going to talk about it. It's just been put together an advisory committee with the Big Ten and SEC. Let's see what Jerry, if he was on that committee, let's see some of the things that he would put out there first and foremost in an advisory committee. I know that colleges, the only thing they like better than committees are subcommittees, and now they've got one that is being formed, and we'll see you know, what that's going to be all about. Jerry mentioned the Lions, and I know it was this last Sunday, but we'll, we'll just get uh, Jerry's thoughts on what happened on Sunday and how things look uh, heading moving forward with the Detroit Lions. But we will start with this big news, and that is Sharon Moore, the new Michigan coach. He's, he's made a few different uh, moves with, with Grant Newsom as his offensive line coach and Kirk Campbell as the offensive coordinator. He takes over for Sharon Moore, who goes to head coach. And Campbell, Jerry goes from – he was at Old Dominion for two years where he called plays, so he's had some experience with the headset on, and then he came in as an analyst, and then last year, he was elevated to quarterback's coach and, and now offensive coordinator. So this is a shooting star. And, you know, one thing with Sharon Moore, Moore has been here the whole time that that Campbell has been. So these guys not only have their paths crossed, they've been sitting in the same meeting room. So, you know, Moore would have a pretty good idea of what kind of football mind that he has there in Campbell. So he taps him as his, uh, his first OC. What are your thoughts on the move? Uh, well,
1: uh, you know, I was listening to you and uh, Scar the other day. Uh, as usual, and, um, and, and I think uh, uh, you all hit the nail right on the head. I, I love the fact that we are uh, promoting from within, uh, not just uh, um, uh, the OC, but the, the strength and conditioning uh, position. I, I, I have a feeling that Clink Scale is going to probably be the next hire or next uh, official uh, um, coordinator um, um, announced by Michigan. Uh, And I think he would be a phenomenal uh, um, DC. So I love the fact that Sharon Moore is promoting from within. He knows what he's bringing in. He knows their mindset. He knows their direction. They know him. They know what he wants to do. So with that said, I love the fact that we're promoting from within. I think that happened from the bow transition to car, uh, to molar, to car, and, and when it didn't happen that way, I think we got into some trouble. So um, I like the fact that we're promoting from within. I think we have quality people because of the people that trained them initially. So I'm feeling very good about not just the OC, but uh, some of the other positions that are being filled.
0: Yeah. The thing I like about it here is that Moore has worked closely with him. This is not. Someone that he is unfamiliar with or is going on some sort of resume, he will know Kirk Campbell better than anyone. As you know, working with him, he was the offensive coordinator with a quarterback coach, and then he was an analyst, and he's been there for the whole time. So, you know, he is gonna know, uh, you know, more Sharon Moore is gonna know more about uh, Campbell than anyone out there. How about uh, Ferris with the question, uh, Jerry? And it goes right to you. The offense going to open up then. That's a question mark. And then the other question is a high chance of a transfer quarterback coming in. How about those two questions for you? Well, well, first of all, you know, I was looking over the transfer
1: portal. Uh, nice little site here um, that I, that I found, and, and it lists all the different uh, um, people in the transfer portal. Um, to be honest with you, I I don't see the great quarterback in the transfer portal that, that makes me want to salivate and go after him and, and, and load up on him. Uh, the kid from Carolina, East Carolina, I think it is, or coastal Carolina is out there. Um, you know, we, we missed the the kid from uh, Toledo who uh, is going to Baylor. I understand. Um, so those, those were some quality uh, um, transfer quarterbacks. I don't know if I see, the quality transfer quarterback in the portal right now. It, it, and if somebody's got a, a a suggestion, go ahead, which then tells me uh we might be we might be the we our quarterback might be on the roster right now. Um that's what I'm thinking. As far yeah, as
0: opening not, up, go
1: ahead. as far as opening up our offense, um here we have Sharon Moore, tight ends coach, offensive line coach offensive coordinator, uh, interim head coach, and I didn't see much opening up there. You know, I I saw us continue to run the ball, uh, a a huge focus on running the ball, on controlling the uh, tempo of the game, and also playing to our strength and their weakness. And so as far as opening up the game and opening up our playbook a little bit more, I think what we're going to see is more of the same what we've seen this year and in the past couple of years, our offense taking advantage of what the defense is going to give us. And I believe we have the personnel to do that. Uh, our offensive line, I think our offensive line is going to be very good next year. I think our offensive line is going to be very good. Uh, I think our uh, our running game could be very good with uh, um, Edwards and Mullins. Uh, we, I think we definitely need a tight end or two to go with Loveland. And, and if we can get that, I think we're going to be in pretty decent shape. Uh, you got uh, Samaj Morgan, you got Morse at the wide receivers. If we can add one more or two more there, I think we're in pretty good shape. The big thing is solidifying our personnel on both sides of the ball.
0: Yeah, I no thought the biggest. Transfers. I thought the biggest indicator on what kind of offense Michigan is going to run came from. Sharon Moore in his introductory press conference, when he said, don't worry, we're going to continue to smash. And that's his thing. When I think smash, I don't think about, well, Michigan's going to throw the ball around more. I also think about who he learned from in Jim Harbaugh and Harbaugh's philosophy. And then I also think about Sharon Moore being like yourself, Jerry, a former offensive line coach and, and liking the physicality up front. And knowing that has been the biggest reason that Michigan Has had success over the last three years. So, why would they change? And I'm right with you on that. I think they will continue to run the football. And next year, however, it was going to play out, Michigan's going to play to their defense. And they've they've got their most talented players. uh, You know, as a position group, it's going to be, you know, hopefully it's going to be the offensive line. But certainly you've got Donovan Edwards and then, you know, Colston Loveland. So, you mix that in there. I do think when it comes to quarterback, I know in the pros, this is how the good teams do it. And I know what Jim Harbaugh did. Jim Harbaugh had JJ freaking McCarthy, and he still brought in Jack Tuttle and Davis Warren and Alex Orgy and you know Jaden Denegal. And now they have Jaden Davis. The point there is that he just threw, and this is what GMs that have had some success in the end of, they throw everything, every resource they can at the quarterback position. Because if you get that right, you're off and running. And I just look, you know, Harbaugh last year when Michigan lost Jake Moody, everybody's myself included, like, man, that is going to be the toughest player to replace on the team. Well, not only did he go to the transfer portal and get James Turner, not only did he recruit Adam Samaha, the, uh, the, the kid locally, Uh, He also went to a Mississippi state transfer, the Holland back. So, you know, they had three place kickers. You can't have enough quarterbacks and how Michigan changed their schedule of their spring game. You know, normally, you know, in early April, whatever it is, they pushed it back a month. Usually, you know, Michigan's before all of the other teams. Now they're like back there. Maybe they'll have a few other, programs in schools that will have gone through spring and their quarterback, their quarterbacks will realize like, I'm the odd man out here. I think they'll be scouting. Of course, they'll be scouting all of the springs from all of the teams across the country. And my guess is that they would bring somebody in and saying, Hey, we've got a wide open position here. You want to come in and compete? No, look, that's nothing against Tuttle. We are still out there. We don't know if he's going to be able to get a granted uh, a waiver to play. It's, it's nothing against Davis Warren or either of the two junior quarterbacks in Orgy and Denigal or the, or the true freshman. I mean, you got to come in and compete and it's the most important position and it's wide open. And I think Michigan will be out there and, uh, and they'll be looking for one of those guys.
1: Again, Denny, what, what I'm saying is right now, when I'm looking at the uh, transfer portal, I don't know if there's anything to bank on uh, right now. That's going to be, yeah. you know, now you're right. Come, come spring. Uh, Later in the uh, summer, there might be something pop up and somebody might not be uh, real happy with their position where they're at now. So, uh, yeah, that 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 could definitely happen. I'm just talking about right now. If you see somebody out there, let me know who it is, because I'm not seeing um, other than the kid from I think it's uh, Coastal Carolina. um, Milrow might also be available. We don't know. I mean, that's um, um, Devin Brown. I'm not sure he. I, I'm not sure he would be an answer.
0: Well, yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I think there'll be some guys that are, are coming three, uh, coming three, I should say. Michael's talking about Bill O'Brien possibly going from Ohio State to Boston College, and then uh, Michael speculating that Michael Hart could take the open OC job in Columbus after being snubbed in Ann Arbor. Did you? Do you look at it as a snub to Michigan? Mike Hart, who of course is a favorite with uh, Michigan fans.
1: Yeah, well, you know, did Mike Hart feel snubbed that he didn't get the head coaching job, or did Mike Hart feel snubbed that he didn't get the OC o- o- job? I'm, you know, those, those those that's the question. I mean, you know, is Mike Hart so? I, I you know I. Is he so adamant that he should have been the head coach that he would he would uh, be doing the kinds of things that he's been doing lately? I don't you know, I don't know. Uh, I think we made the right decision in Jerome Moore. I think he proved himself. And uh, as far as Mike Hart's uh, hurt feelings, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, he a very good running back coach, but he's never been anywhere else. Never been on uh, from what I understand, never been uh, at any other position. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to be an offensive coordinator when you, you haven't been around those other positions wholeheartedly in coaching those other positions. So, um, you know, I know he's a favorite with the running backs and, and it does kind of scare me with Donovan Edwards. Uh, I'm sure he had a very good relationship with Donovan Edwards. Um, him going to Ohio state. Well, you know, good luck.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's, I, I haven't seen that. I think Michael's just making that part up, but, uh, you know, you'd like to be able to promote everybody and get everybody jobs and all the form, you know, and and all of that, that's the tough part. And, you know, from my card, sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to go to a a group of five to be an offensive coordinator or even a head coach. And sometimes maybe there's some pride that needs to be like, it it depends. I mean, there's different routes. It's not all like, uh, okay, this is exactly how to be an offensive coordinator or a head coach. I do think he desires to be a head coach. Most coaches do, you know, at some point, you know, want to keep going up there to get your shot, but there's different ways to go about it. And then there's other things that are off the field that we don't exactly know about exactly. Everything that's going on. It might not be as exactly as you're seeing it. And then, you know, you can say, well, what are you talking about? Well, you know, there's, there's a lot of other things. I mean, it doesn't always. It's not exactly laid out there. Like, okay, we're just looking at the resume. These, these are, these are people. There are families. There's situations. There's all kinds egos, of egos. So, a lot of ego. You know, that's yeah. all playing into it. That all Person, personal reasons, personal, personal issues. I mean, there's all Absolutely. kinds of. I'm not, and I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just putting it out there. Right. That, um, like when it is this kind of situation that. It doesn't like uh, it, it, it does seem to be, you know, not like everything meeting the eye, at least out in public. And then there was, you know, heart uh, taking some things off of his social media, which maybe he did last year. I don't know. To me, that spells that there's something else that potentially could be there. And if anybody would get mad at me for saying it, I'm, I'm saying, that's why I am saying it. So, well, then
1: you I know, mean, you know- there, there have been stories out there about Michael Hart and having problems with uh, having differences with Harbaugh. And, and so, you know, we, we, you're right. We don't know what's behind Michael Hart and what he's thinking and, and where he's at right now. Um, well,
0: we know he had issues when he was a, a player and, and Harbaugh was at Stanford and, and Harbaugh made the, uh, the, uh, I guess it was an accusation that, you know, or that you could take easy classes like at Michigan or something when he was at Stanford. And, you know, Hart came back and, you know, you know, told him to watch his mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. He didn't tell him to watch his mouth, but, you know, essentially did that. You know, uh Antoine is talking about Antoine King is saying, hopefully our quarterback isn't on the roster. If he is, we're screwed. You know, what I would say to that is not necessarily, I mean, you have not seen no way just because they're not five stars or, or for whatever no they are. you haven't seen them out there. So we just don't know about that. I see what you're saying. And that's, you know, I think that they could throw more resources at it via the transfer portal, but that's not a, that's not a sure thing that they would be screwed. Here, somebody's talking about a, a BC quarterback. Yeah. There are guys that are going to free up, for coaching movement from spring, getting passed up, all of that kind of stuff. So uh, Shadyville asking if you think the offense could look like the Ravens offense, not that Orgy is Lamar Jackson by any means, but we do know Orgy can run the football. Like we have seen him enough, whether it's in the spring or in actual games that he can move. And no, he's not like even little Lamar Jackson, but that's not, that's a, that's a decent question. I think, uh, Jerry, what about it? Um,
1: I'm going to be real interested in seeing what happens in the spring game because, or in the spring practice, because I'm, I, I, I'm, I have what I've seen in those quarterbacks. I saw firsthand up close and personal. I saw them in the games, um, I like a couple of our quarterbacks are out on the roster right now. I think there's some real talent in some of those quarterbacks, and and to to say we're screwed because we don't because our quarterback is on the roster, I I think that's a stretch. Um, Because um, you know, let's face it, JJ did did a great job managing our offense with a phenomenal defense. That's where I'm at right now in that last six game stretch our defense won the national title. And so um, what what I'm saying, JJ was a great quarterback, had some great mechanics, had some phenomenal uh, throws. Um, Skills were phenomenal at at times in the beginning of the season. But at the end of the season, when everything mattered, it was the defense that showed up and our quarterback managed the game. And many would say that about great quarterbacks throughout the NFL too. Um, So, you know, I like what I've seen in our quarterback stable so far. If there's somebody that pops up and and really wows me, great. Let's go after him. But I don't think that's going to happen until spring ball and maybe after spring ball. I like to see the competition with what we have right now. These are the guys that have been coached by Shrum or been coached by um, our OC. Let's see where this plays out. Let's see who steps up because I I got a feeling – um, Jaden Denigle is going to impress some people.
0: Southwest line, South. I don't know if it's Southwest. Uh, let me just, that was my SW lion 26 on the feedback is saying heart working with the running backs. Campbell work with the quarterbacks. Shouldn't be a surprise. I don't know if that's true, but it, it is something we look at. Like running backs do they get pigeonholed, and they also they, they get their shirt out of the stick of the NFL when it comes to the contracts. We all love running backs, but you know if it's not Michigan, it is Michigan right now. We are talking about, so you have to put that into play. But almost everywhere else, you'd be like running backs, running backs. It's about quarterbacks and throwing the football. But you know, you you, you look at the Michigan running backs with with Blake Corum and and, and Donovan Edwards and and in the you know what Mike Hart you know has had with his position group. There's a part about that, and but there is the, the thing about, well, you do get pigeonholed. And, you know, Jerry, we all do for whatever we've done or whatever we have done or whatever. You know, you're a, a former offensive line coach. So if you were going to Michigan, you know, as an analyst, I would think it would have been as an, as an offensive line coach. But then if you got involved, you know, with any kind of play calling, everybody would say, oh, Diorio just wants to run the football. And I don't know if that's true or not, that you just want to run the football. Well, Danny, I mean,
1: Jim Harbaugh was a quarterback. With that thought process, theoretically, we're thinking we're a run team. So how come Jim Harbaugh is such a pound ground-and-pound guy? Good point. Okay? So, I mean, just because you're a quarterback's coach doesn't mean you're going to just air it out. A quarterback's best friend is a strong running game. Because with a strong running game – that means my play-action passing game is wide open. And so, naturally, quarterbacks tend to like the run game to set up their pass game.
0: And the answer to your question is, Bo gave the old famous line, I think, you know, that three things can happen or four things can happen when you throw the football and three of them are bad. You know, we know that he loved to run the football and Oh yeah. Mike Ditka, where, where, uh, Harbaugh was, was drafted. And how many, what was he there for six, you know, or more years, you know, Ditka was all about running the football. So those guys, you know, you're, you're a product sure of, you know, your own, uh, you know, players that you play with, with the coaches, you know, that you're around. I would think that's why uh, with forged Harbaugh's, uh, identity. I just saw that, you know, we'll, we'll see if it's true or not, but you know, there was a, an idea that Harbaugh, one of his first moves is he wants Saquon Barkley as a free agent from the giants because he wants to run the football. Now, look, Absolutely. that made sense to me. Like I saw it. I'm like, Oh, you know, Harbaugh wants Saquon Barkley, you know? Oh yeah. I can see that
1: when, when he's already got one of the best scoring running
0: backs in the uh, NFL, I don't know Eckler's a little bit like I, they they didn't little treat him prone. right. Yeah, they didn't treat him right. I think he's on the way out. So, but a little bit not
1: injury prone. And, and hey, I would I would want uh,
0: I would want Barkley too if I was hardball. He's seen him enough. Yeah, you know, there's a the part. It's not just about the position that you coach, and, and what kind of coach you are. Although, that's a huge part of it. But recruiting and you know all the it, it's there's. Uh, as a college coach, I don't know what the percentages uh, are, but I do know this, and and I'm not saying anything against Mike Hart as a recruiter. But what I would say about Campbell is, there are always glowing things written and said about Kirk Campbell so far, as a recruiter. Mm-hmm. Like, and so that's not a knock on heart, and more of just a uh, you know compliment. To Campbell is that you know that part of the equation, you know he is uh, he is all about that. So, you know that um, you know could play into it. But I'll go back to what I said. You know, Hart's been here for a, a couple minutes as well, and Sharon Moore has been in the room with these guys. And he has seen them, and and I don't know if they all go up to the whiteboard and start, no. you know, right. talking about or rearranging the office chairs about what they're going to do, or or text hitting each other up with text about what they want to do. But you know, uh, Campbell clearly Im- impressed Charo more because I would think Hart would have the lead uh, because he is the ultimate Michigan man. It was the you know the Michigan great here, and all the fans adore him. So you're going to have to do a lot, you know, to m- impress a uh a, a new head coach if you're going to have the you know pass up my cart if that's well, okay, you, like you, to say you hit the nail on the head
1: denny you hit the nail on the head Sharon Moore has seen these guys in action and he knows what he's comfortable with um for whatever reason he chose to make the decisions he's made because of what he's seen inside that coaching room, and, and you know what? As far as I'm concerned, uh, this young man, Campbell, Jimmy, loved him. I think uh, I think he's uh, right for the position. All
0: right, you and I are in agreement, and I would say that almost every person that has used the feedback is saying what Moose 15 and 0 is saying. Campbell was. The right choice. All right, Jerry, now it's a can of worms time, and I don't know. Like, So I'll just read you what is going to happen moving forward in college football. The Big Ten Conference and the SEC Conference, they are putting together an advisory committee. All right, so when I see that, and I know what, It's about football. I mean, let's, so you and I can agree on that, right? That's what we're talking about. Football is the one that makes all the money. So this is about football. Especially
1: when you're talking about the SEC and the big 10. So
0: power conferences. I know there, you know, originally was five, you know, they call it a power five, but the pac 10 is dissolved, right? Like so there's, what's it a power four now everybody wants out of the, ACC, at least Florida state does. And, 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 and
1: um, who else was I uh, looking at? Uh, I think Clemson went out of the AC, uh, ACC. Sure.
0: You're right. Because they don't get the amount of money and they're locked in for another like 10 years or something. So they're in a, in a battle, you know, the big 12 is the big 12. I don't know if I could name all the, the members of the big 12 right now. If you gave me a I, I,
1: I think the elite school in the big 12 right now is either Kansas or Kansas state. And if I'm mistaken, please tell me I'm mistaken. But, uh, it, you know Colorado and Utah Utah might might, uh, might be uh uh the the Big 12 elite.
0: Well they got uh, two Big 12 alums uh, starting in the Super Bowl so they have that going for them but that's not what I'm talking about. So we're sitting down Jerry you're you're a member of this advisory committee and you have uh Greg Sankey he's the commissioner right of the SEC and then uh the anti Michigan commissioner, Tony Bettini is up there as well. So I, I imagine these guys are sitting up at the head of the table and they throw it out questions to get this ball rolling. And, and you know, they point to Jerry, Jerry, what are you saying to him?
1: Uh, we need to cut ties with the NCAA completely. They're, we're not an amateur, uh, uh, sport never have been, never will be. And, um, uh, we need to, uh, implement a commissioner, uh, to oversee things. and. Um, Get some uh, boundaries and standards for revenue sharing. The NIL is going to be very difficult to police. I don't see how you police the NIL, to be honest with you. That is that is advertising.
0: I'm going to have to remind you, I'm going I'm to be Greg Sankey. Jerry, I just wanted you to give me one thing. No, I'm just kidding. So there's two <laughs> those are two pretty big ones. Uh, I, I want you to go back to that. Sam Listing all those big 12 schools. I don't think that I would have gotten BYU. I do remember Cincinnati getting in there. Uh, the Colorado now is going to be in the big 12. Maybe I would have missed Houston too. Well, I don't know. I would have not got a hundred dollars UFC. I bet on them this year and I knew that they were in there. So I was not, have got that a uh, hundred dollars for a club. So, so no big deal. You know, Sankey, according to Jerry, uh, separate from the NCAA and get some guardrails for name, image, and likeness. That's what you're, those those.
1: guardrails for revenue sharing, revenue image and likeness. I don't see how you police it. I really don't see how you're going to police name, image, and likeness. That is advertising dollars. That, that, that can of worms is open. That's open now. It's now going to come down to revenue sharing with the uh, with, with TV contracts. and, and that's what where, where, where you could police some of this stuff.
0: Well, if I could, you know, Sankey would say, so Jerry, you're assuming that these antitrust uh, court cases against the NCAA and Nil, that you know the, the cats out of the bag here that 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 the deal with the the players and promising them, money up front, the attorney general in Tennessee and Virginia have both said, yes, uh, they should be allowed to sc- discuss NIL deals. Uh, that's the uh, antitrust issue that they're they're fighting right now. So that would be big news for Michigan because it appears that Michigan is not promising money in, in NIL. And that puts them in a, a A predicament when it comes to recruiting, because the very top players, of course, they've earned their position and they want money. Everyone in all of sports always almost always goes for the biggest deal. And they almost all want the guaranteed and and upfront money. So that would be big news for a school like Michigan if they're able to you know figure that piece out.
1: Denny, the NCAA is embattled right now with two. Extremely important, extremely huge lawsuits. Um, we we've talked about the four billion dollar uh, revenue sharing lawsuit uh, that, from what I am understanding, is coming from some of the uh, uh, lawyers out of uh, out of Michigan. Not that they're from University of Michigan or anything like that, but that have had some ties with Michigan, uh, and they're even quoting Harbaugh in some of their in their uh, in entrance in their introduction. The other one is this Tennessee case, and this one is very intriguing because not only do you have the University of Tennessee out front and standing solid with their football program, you've got Marsha Blackburn, a senator from Tennessee, out there raising cane about the NCAA and the NIL against Tennessee. The NCAA is in serious trouble. I've been saying it for a while, Um, and and I think they've got their, their hands full and, and they're, they're, they, you know, they, they want to, you know, it's the old North Dallas 40, uh, analogy. You want to call it a business. I call it a game. I call it a business. You call it a game. And, and, and that's the chasing of the tail all the time. And, um, I just, I just don't see the NCAA as a uh, a viable uh, uh, commission anymore or, or a viable entity. And, and I think we need to, uh, uh, relook at the uh, entire standards and, and um, boundaries of uh, what we can and cannot do for our players.
0: Yeah, we know that they tried to ding Michigan, and they did suspending Harbaugh in real time. But these NIL things that they're going back—some people are saying, "Look, they're getting—you know—they're—they're they're going after these teams." Well, the the FSU collective, where the coach—you know—drove the player over to, you know, get the the money—that was two years ago. I uh, forgot
1: were, about that one, too. Yeah, that's
0: right. He shot a deal with Florida where they, yeah, I guess, you know, offered him, promised him $12 million and then it fell apart and he went to Arizona. That was two years mm-hmm. ago. And the Tennessee pact with Elali uh, Lava, their quarterback. You know, Tennessee is one of the – they're the stupidest program out there because they, um, they were bragging about, you know, spending the money to get to their quarterback. Oh, yeah. We're spending money hand over foot to, you know, to get QBs and, you know, like, you know, okay, well now you're, you already have a, a backload of cases on you. I know here's a fresh one for you, but those were two years ago. So bungled deals and, you know, in, and, and bragging about them, it, 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 they've got to do something where you can't be retroactive from two years ago. Uh, the quarterbacks are still on the team and all of this. So, that's where I when my hand would go up. I'm gonna say, well, oh, you got to do something where you you can't be going two years prior to be looking at things. But then, as we saw with Michigan, you know, when you had a as you you know the a, a bylaw that Michigan went around, and then you're getting a, a commissioner interpreting it, and having other schools like, oh, that wasn't very good. Well, what are we talking about here? So I, they need to the work about the. The, the paying of the players that needs to be involved. And I know they want to protect all the money because they get to keep it all right now, but they need to figure out that part of it too. I know you said that they, the cat's out of the bag and everything else, but you know, I do think that we've identified the, the three biggest things though, your, your two things right off the bat, which were, you know, getting rid of the NCAA. Right. Right. And, okay. and one, one other thing, one other thing right.
1: I think needs to be addressed and I'm not saying anything about holding players back from the transfer portal, but there should be some minimum in the transfer portal. In other words, yours going to Ohio State, getting a million dollars and transferring the next year, I don't think is right in any way, shape, or form. I don't see how that's uh, how that's beneficial uh, to uh, college football and college sports. So I think there should be, uh, you know, just like the pros, some kind of minimum where you you are committing to some kind of minimum and then go from there. So those are my things.
0: Yeah. And I would say, like, you know, we're all – I don't know if we're all selfish, but we're all thinking about, like, so the Big Ten and SEC, they're thinking about, because they're the big dogs, how to keep all the money and how to keep this thing going. And then each individual school is thinking about, hey, uh, this is our spot. And with that, with, with Michigan, you know, they're, they're bringing in USC – UCLA, Oregon, and Washington, three out of those four teams right now, I would say should all be under investigation. USC when they had Jordan Addison at Pitt and he was already going there two weeks before the transfer portal was open or there was any announcement and and then they got him and then he was complaining about the money that he got there. I mean if there, there's why are why isn't there an investigation with USC? Both with Oregon and UCLA with Dante Moore, the money that he was getting from back and forth there, Oregon, you could probably come up with another half dozen things. Like, so what team isn't gonna be under investigation? I was under investigation, you know, like all of the they need to figure that part out. Michigan fans might be like, oh, hey, you know, now it's your time to be under investigation. But uh there's a lot of that. Like I'm sure Greg Sinkey's looking at it. Yeah, Tennessee's out there, and you know, the, the Florida. Florida. You know, oh, two of their schools right now, yeah. and they know another yeah. half dozen. Uh, Greg Sankey knows, you know, that's when he told uh, both Jimbo and uh, and Nick Saban last year when those everybody loved those guys talking about, yeah, you guys are uh, paying all the players. And then Jimbo came back and said, no, you are. I could tell. And then they, Greg Sankey was like, look,
1: you know. Let's not let's not open the uh, 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 door to our, uh, our our room. Is that what you're talking about, Denny? Kill the
0: golden goose here. You know, what, what the heck are you doing to us? Well, what, the Big Ten—they're cannibalizing ourselves that. here. Yeah, like it, it, yes. and then I would like to ask uh, Tony Mattini if the if the if the share of money that Michigan got for making the national championship did everybody cash their checks?
1: Yeah, no, because they yeah. all
0: wanted Michigan out.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why should? Why shouldn't we get all that money? I mean, you guys suspended our coach. That should be the payoff right there. But then, he, how, how many times did we hear people talking and bragging about while Michigan was still playing for a national title about going after Dante Moore and some of the offers before it was open, before the the portal was even open, he had offers and had all these contacts. So that's my point. You, the NCAA has no control over it, anyways. They don't have any control over it. All they keep doing is we're going to investigate this and this and that. You ain't got enough people to investigate all that. And in the meantime, Jim Harbaugh is our number one guy we're going after. Get rid of
0: them. Get rid of uh, the NCAA. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I am I am with you there. Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, we could sit there, The people talking about Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State, like Ohio State. The, the the recruits and the big, I mean, they have hit such a jackpot this offseason. I mean, when you're looking at that, let's be honest. If, and look, it's a Michigan pots. Everybody's like, Oh, they're so dirty. And we know, but look at them, how else are they getting all these guys? Are they just being like, Oh, we're Ohio state. Plus Ryan day was the one that, you know, was out there talking about, we need 13 million and everything else. So yeah, you know, they're, and they're so mad for the last three years that they've they've, they look like they've bought the you know the the best team that that money can buy out there. We'll see. But, like Texas A and M, Texas A and M, right? So there maybe they'll be the next Texas A and M, which means that they'll go down in flames. Be nice. There you go. You know, Ferris has started out the chat, and he's come right back over the top about of the new OC means the offense will open up now. He didn't ask about. He at first he put a question mark. You know, look, as long as I've been alive, people have been wondering slash complaining when Michigan is going to open up the offense more. When's Michigan going to throw the football more? And, you know, it's it's, it's been something that, that's always happened. And then this year, I mean, heading into the season, people were complaining about Michigan just can't run the football. Well, they won doing it. So, you know, maybe they can't continue to do that, but it's. you know, gnashing your teeth about, you know, if Michigan's going to open up the offense, I mean, that's down the list a little bit, I think, to my concerns about what's going to make Michigan successful or not. And, you know, let's just say Alex Orgy wins the job. You know, Michigan's not going to throw the ball more than they did last year. Denny, be careful what you want because you'll get it.
1: Uh, Remember, Rich Rodriguez was going to come, and, and I liked Rich. I and we're going. I'm going to talk about this again in, in a second. Um, Rich Rodriguez coming in, he's going to open it up. We're going to be all over the place, and we saw how that worked out. Um, at the end of the day, the Big Ten is a running <laughs> the ball conference. It's a stop the running the ball conference. And let's put one other little factor in there now. Now with the 12-team playoff system, there's going to be games, that's right, playoffs, uh, they're going to be games in November, maybe the first week in December, outside in a Midwestern stadium. Okay? That's a running the ball condition. Okay. We're going to, you're going to see teams playing late in November, in December, in wind, in rain, in snow, in all these elements and they're going to have to go back to running the ball. So just be careful what you want. You think
0: we're going to open it up? Hey,
1: just be careful what you want. We've already seen it once before.
0: Jerry, you do know that both of those Southern California teams are, are are looking to pass the ball and, Oregon's basketball on grass with, with with Dan Lanning. I don't know what Washington's going to try to do, but I mean, your point about the snow and wind, they might have be in for a, a rude could away. Be, right? could, could be a different uh, uh, climate altogether for him. It could be. You are right. So that's it. Uh, let's look at some of the feedback here. Now's the time. We're going to talk about the lions here right after the feedback. So let's put some of the feedback up and, I thought that maybe Richard had had so much uh, enjoyment out of winning the national championship that he like took a vacation from a month from the podcast because he would normally would be honest, like, Michigan's going to be fifteen and zero, but he is uh, resurfaced, and he's just making a statement that Michigan will be a national contender again in twenty four and twenty five. And what do you think about that, Jerry? Why would I think anything
1: different if we continue to? uh, uh, keep our defensive personnel and and the personnel we have on, um, on offense. Why, you know, why would anybody not consider us one of the top teams coming back in this, uh, in in the country in football? If we sign everybody on defense, if everybody stays on defense. We're one of the best defenses in the country, if not the best, if not the best.
0: The reason would be that they lost Harbaugh and they have to replace 10 starters on offense. I mean, that would be, that's why you would think Michigan would have a drastic fall off. and Absolutely. But I, I, and I'm
1: saying we're not going to be rebuilding. We're going to be reloading. I think our offensive line um, is going to be a very good offensive line. Time will tell how good it is going to be compared to these last couple of years. But I think our offensive line is going to be very good. Uh, I think our running game is going to be good. I think our running backs are going to be good. I will say this. I think we're going to have to go more outside zone than inside zone with Edwards. Um, that I think uh, is it, gonna be something we're gonna uh we should look at. um I think Edwards is more of an outside zone kind of guy um but I think our offense is gonna be uh um, very good, good enough to compete for a national title.
0: I would also add on there that the schedule of having to play Texas, USC at Washington. Oregon, Ohio state. I mean, like, you know, maybe they can win all five of those and, but that's going to be tough, but you don't have to go undefeated. You can maybe even have three losses and get in that, the, uh, the playoff
1: that, that, that's what's making that, that's what's making next year. So exciting. Anybody can win from any position. Just get into that 12 team uh, um, playoff. Playoff. and, and, hey, all bets are off.
0: Kevin indicating that the Raven pipeline, now with Jesse Minter leaving, uh, was all it would also be a big reason that you could say that, that Michigan might have a whatever, transition year, and they might fall off. He also adds uh, the loss of Herbert that was paramount, could be hard to replace. I think those are two excellent points, Jerry, so –
1: you, again, you lose, I, I agree. You with lose that. Harbaugh, okay.
0: you lose Minter, you lose Herbert. You got murder a murderous schedule. You got to replace uh, ten out of eleven on offense. So there's five. That's why those are those are those are five reasons. No, hey, absolutely. But again,
1: cover. again, um, we have Steve Clinksdale, who worked with Minter, so he still has that pip- pipeline to the Ravens in communication network. Okay. And he's worked with them. He knows what's, uh, what's out there. and He knows what to do. And, and I'll tell you what, right now, in my opinion, I think Klinksdale did a lot more on disguising our coverages than what he was given credit for. I think Clinksdale did a phenomenal job in the uh, uh, disguise of our, uh, of our coverages. And I, and I, and I would say, um, Ohio, Ohio, had a couple of inc- some of his best throws were incompletions because they were going back the other way. If he would have thrown them right where he needed to throw, I'm talking about the Ohio quarterback this year against us. If he throws to Harris a couple times where he thinks he should have thrown the ball, I think those are going back the other way for pick sixes.
0: So, now Jerry, I love clink scale myself and think he would be a fine defensive coordinator. And you can say, Well, you're biased because you just like Michigan, and you might be right there. I'll have to ask you. And Youngstown. Right. That's where I was going here. You know, Jerry Cardo Mooney from Youngstown, Ohio. Now, Clinkscale is from Youngstown, Ohio. So it's going to be tough for you, isn't it? If, like, if you didn't think he was getting. So, what about that part?
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough for me to criticize him. Yes. It's <laughs> going to be very difficult. <laughs> for me he's criticize. your
0: guy. Yeah. He's but my, he's my guy.
1: I like him. I think he's an outstanding defensive coach, and he's a, uh, um, a, a big-time, upcoming young talent in uh, college football coaching.
0: I gotta tell you, anyone that would would doubt Klingscale, Let's go cool and find one of his news conferences, and just listen to him. You know, he's got the kind of personality I could you could see how a player would want to play for him easily. And it's not like that with every other coach. I mean, but at clink scale, you can see the connection there. And then he has been, he was the co-defensive coordinator last year. Who really knows how much, uh you know, input he had. Certainly he had a lot on the game plan. I don't know how many, you know, the, we don't know about the play we, calling. We can assume this Denny.
1: He had more of an impact than, than we know because of all the attention men are garnered rightfully so. Menner was the name. Menner was everything as far as the defense was concerned. But we all know it wasn't just Menner. It was his staff and his personnel and the way they used it. And I believe Klinksdale uh, was a, a, a big, bigger part than anybody uh, gave him credit for on last year's defense.
0: Good stuff. couple more questions. Sam wants to know if there'll be a Big Ten championship game this year. How is it seated, given that there are no more divisions? Well, you'll have to look to the, the tiebreakers, but right, there's no more divisions. But yes, you will have two teams that will play in the uh, Big Ten title game. So it could be Michigan-Ohio State on November 30th next year and then they could come right back the next weeks and so there's only 30 days in november they would be there uh, on december the 6th playing again two times in in two weeks that could happen and how that plays out that's what's uh that's how that I, is going to go from what
1: i understood denny it was the top two teams in in the big that would play for the uh, championship but right. that that's what i heard i don't know how true that is so I don't know how true
0: this is either, but uh, I'm going to have you speculate, Jerry. Okay, here we go. Moose is is talking about rumors that Will Johnson, Kenneth Grant, Mason Graham, and Colston Loveland weren't happy with Herbert leaving, and they are questioning staying at Michigan. He says he thinks it's BS personally.
1: Let's hope so. Those are tough names to uh, replace. Hey, listen. Listen. Don't kid yourself. Herbert leaving is a huge loss. Now, this young man, Tress, coming in, I think he's worked under Herbert. I think he's seen Herbert. I uh, I think he's been influenced by Herbert. So, you know, that would be my next uh, go-to guy. Uh, Who was in Herbert's stable? Tress was there? Yeah. Now, with that said, I can tell you my relationship with Mike Gittleson was phenomenal. And I still have a relationship with Mike Gittleson today. And I would say this about Mike Gittleson. I don't think I've, I, I've never had knee replacements or hip replacements or any of that stuff. I'm 62 years old. I've never had any of those uh, replacements. And I credit Mike Gittleson for the way we conditioned. I mean, we, we, the way we condition was more high intensity uh training, less power lifting, and my body feels pretty good right now. I'm 62 years old, I'm in pretty decent shape as far as that's concerned. I'm not walking with a cane or anything else. Um, with that said, you've got to believe that these players had a phenomenal relationship with Herbert. They're not happy with him leaving. Um, and, and that's now on Sharon Moore to bridge that gap. And get those ba- uh, those players back on 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 uh, on, on the uh, on the grounds because we can't afford to lose those types of players.
0: Yeah, it is the the number one thing right now in Michigan football.
1: My biggest concern. The
0: transfer portal window is still open for three more weeks. These guys can jump in it at any point. And when you lose your lose your head coach, we know how it works in recruiting. When there's a, a head coach who's gone, even Michigan fans, oh, we could pick that carcass. Let's call those guys because these guys will be looking to go. They're all getting calls. Yep. In addition, uh, Herbert it was, it was uh, you know the consigliere for Harbaugh after Biff, Biff Pogey left. He loved him. And the players uh, regarded him as you regard uh, Mike Gittleson. So there's another thing that you could say, hey, well, maybe the thing. And the third thing is that tampering is a real thing. Players can get in, can be in communication with other teams. They're not supposed to be, but they're going to be getting offered money. How Michigan keeps these guys if Will Johnson, I don't know, it's taken him. If Loveland comes in and says, I don't know, USC's offering me a million dollars. I mean, like, is Michigan just going to say, bye, bye, Felicia? I don't know what they're going to say. They're going to say, hey, well, we can get you a, I don't know, but that's the big piece that I'm sure that they've already discussed. So, I think it's real. I don't know if any of them are going or anything else, but it's something. It's the number one thing that they have to deal with. The conversations have already been had. Whatever the game plan is, however it's going about, I would think that you know the, the whatever pool of money that they uh, that Michigan has in NIL like uh, it gets back to NIL to begin with. It's not like uh, Sharon Moore can say, you know, throw a 100,000 to each one of those guys and we're good. That's not how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to be the outside entity. Now, we realize that they have to back channel it, but that they need a better system where they back channel it. And you're really that's against the rules. But everybody is doing it, you know, like right in broad daylight and only a couple of them are getting nabbed. They got to figure that part out. However. Because there's, I don't think there's a way to police the NIL, Denny. That's the whole point. Right. I don't think you Good can point. police it.
1: It's an advertising deal. It's not a compensation. It's an advertising. It's it's me getting paid to advertise your product. That's what NIL is. Name, image, and likeness. You want my autograph? Here it is.
0: Let's How much get cost? the attorney general in Michigan and the state of Michigan to say, we want the University of Michigan players to be able to up front get paid their money because other teams – and they don't even have to say because other schools are doing it because it's an antitrust thing. Because it's, it's an it's anti-trust. The ability – they should be able to discuss NIL deals Absolutely. with the university and they should be able to get paid. That uh, It's against antitrust. Where's Absolutely. the Michigan attorney general? Where's Michigan's president? Where's Michigan's athletic director? Where's Michigan's regents? Uh, these guys are going to be up for voting. I know a lot of people just default to where's Ward Manuel, which isn't you know it's it's a lot easier than talking about attorney generals and antitrust and the president and the regions. You just throw it you know at one person's feet. process. What all all of that? So you know, let's get the attorney general involved in Michigan.
1: I'm all for it. Um, yeah, Denny, uh, that that's where I'm at. Uh, you know that you know f- first of all, Denny, if I'm not I might be way off on this, but if I'm not mistaken, somebody told me last year we had 10 or 12 millionaires on our football team. And also we heard, correct me if I'm wrong, that some of our players stayed because they got more money to stay at Michigan than they did to go to the NFL. Okay. So we got the money. We have the money. Right. We got the money money to get these guys. Now, why it's not happening, or maybe it is happening.
0: Maybe we're not hearing it. Well, that's the thing about complaining about NIL is that NIL was a big reason why Michigan won the national championship. Absolutely, But Absolutely. no matter if Harbaugh, if Harbaugh was still here and, and, and even if the athletic director, the regents and the president and the attorney general, I put them in there involved. If they all signed off on everything Harbaugh needed, they still would need a, a, a new approach because the old approach isn't working in 2024 because they won the national championship. Those same guys, the, the players that stay will be compensated. A lot of them left now that, you know, they need to retain the players that those that go thwart tampering will be rewarded. That doesn't have a nice ring to it. I we need something, a better motto than that, but we'll work on that one smash. I think works. It's smash the, uh, smash their bank accounts. I don't know. We'll, uh, what do they say, that uh, workshop, that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we will do some workshop on that
0: one. All right, Jerry, finally, the Detroit Lions. It was just, it might seem like it's a month ago to you. It was a month ago that Michigan yesterday played Alabama. It was just last Sunday that the Detroit Lions lost the NFC title. Give me a thought about that game and the Lions moving forward. Can I give you a couple thoughts, Danny? I like hearing myself talk sometimes. <laughs> you Go ahead. Yeah, let's hear it.
1: You know, Dan Campbell reminds me, and, and, and this is going to maybe shock some people. He kind of reminds me of Chuck Knoll. A little nutty. Um, Chuck Knoll, way back when, when he came into Pittsburgh, made a lot of decisions that were controversial. Um, bringing Terry Bradshaw in was controversial. Bringing... Um, um, uh, um, what was his name? Uh, Jefferson Street, Joe Gilliam in and starting uh, uh, an African-American quarterback was very controversial. And if you remember correctly, he went for it on fourth down because he, uh, in the Super Bowl at midfield because he was afraid of the, uh, the punting game. So you know, Dan Campbell first of all hands down Best coach in the NFL this year. Maybe, maybe a close second was Lafleur, But Dan Campbell by far is the NFL coach of the year, in my opinion. Um, With that said, you take the good and the bad with Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, maybe we're in the NFC Championship game because of all the fourth down and risky... Um, plays that he came up with and now we're not in the super bowl because of maybe what dan campbell did as a risky play caller and head coach so uh i you know you got to take the good and the bad uh i think he's the uh, nfl's coach of the year what a great season for the detroit lions and and the fans um and i i I got a feeling we're going to be in this position for the next five six years um, with the lions, I, I, you know, I, we're, we're a very good young team. We have a great young coach who's learning. Um, you know, I think, you know, if he, he, if he were to learn, really look back on it, all he needed was about three or four field goals and we're in the Super Bowl in the second half. So, um, but I, you know, great job, phenomenal job, coach of the year, great team. And I, and I see uh, the Lions uh, in this position for uh, for a few more years. So you're patting them on the back there, but you would have kicked those field goals. I I would have been, you know, think about it. They come down, they score a field goal. They get the ball at, at the second half. They come down and score a field goal. That's a great job by the defense, holding them to a field goal. Now we take the ball down and we get in position. Now there's nothing to be said that, we're gonna—it's a guaranteed kick, and we're gonna make it. That—that's, that, but it's—it's it's a 47-yard field goal, and, and you gotta believe in your kicker. And I think um, I'm coming into that second half thinking I need three or four field goals. I need about nine to 12 points to win this game, and and that would have, and, and you know, I think Adam's uh, momentum is huge, even in the pros. And yes, that was a big psyche moment. Um, young team, hard to handle that. Uh, missing it on fourth down. So um but I you know again hats off phenomenal year coach of the year in my opinion and um they all learned and I think we'll be back.
0: Yeah, I got a question for you. you know, I thought myself that the Lions had a a, a very good year. I, you know, I thought that they would win the the North and I thought that they or the Central, I thought that they would it is the North. They would win the North and uh and then win a playoff game, but they won two. So it was a very good year. But they had a very bad second half of the NFC title game. That's what and hurts. The whole, the whole thing about kicking is it's it's a 50 50. You know, I, I listened to both of the arguments. I wanted to kick them myself. You know, I loved them going for it all year long, and, and it's a part of their identity. And they look like when they're, they, they run the ball. It looked like Michigan at times. It'd be third and eight, third and nine. And they run the ball because they know they're going for it. I mean, that was part of Ben Johnson and, you know, but it it bit him, you know, him running the ball from the two yard line there late where they had to burn a timeout and they didn't get in. That was the ball game. And he's great offensive coordinator who's coming back, but you know, he cost them the game with that. So it was the worst loss in, Detroit sports history, and and, I go back to 87 with Isaiah in game five, throwing the ball away to Bird. you know what? The Pistons came back and won back-to-back championships. You know, I would think about Sheed not covering Robert Ory. The Pistons would have won back-to-back championships in 2005 if if that didn't happen. That was a big game. You know, the Red Wings have had a couple. I think about game seven against the Penguins in 2009. That would have been for back-to-back Cubs. Uh, The Sharks in the first round in 94. I think the Red Wings could have made a deep run there. But so none of these really compare. Big Poppy, if you're a Tigers fan, uh, that was a big one. But for the Lions getting to the NFC Championship game, hopefully that they're back in this position and they're kind of running the same thing and they can get to the Super Bowl and it's the same system. You can say, you know, they had to they had to go through that growing pain like Isaiah and against the Celtics. That's not nearly as bad of a deal because the Pistons came back in and, and won it. I hope we're not sitting here next year and in five years and 10 years saying, Oh, you know, Dan Campbell kick, not kicking those field goals. The Lions haven't sniffed the NFC championship game since. That's how I feel about it. Well, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm going
1: back to what I said earlier, Denny. I think there's a great young team. It's built through the draft. Um, you know, I think they've got some um, um, murky waters that they got to go through with Goff right now and, and see where they're at with him and how they're going to sign him and and, and uh, what resources are left after they sign him. So uh, that that's a big offseason uh, move. But uh, um, I, I feel that this team is is in a great position and it can be in a great position for uh a good five, uh, six years.
0: Let's go for a Lions-Chargers Super Bowl next year. I would take that. And a, a Michigan. Who do you want to see Michigan playing the national championship game next year, Jerry, for a back-to-back title? I'll go with Georgia.
1: I, you know what? I was right there with you, Denny. Okay. I'm going right there. You know, because I to be – I said it when it happened. I was happier to play Alabama than I was to play Georgia. I thought Georgia – um was a better team than Alabama except on that day.
0: I got one final question for you and it's bugged me and I, you know I uh, I'll ask you cuz you're a, you've coached for a long time. How, how long how long were you a coach in in high school? Uh
1: over 20 years.
0: Over 20 years. All right. So the second fourth down, you know the first one they threw the Reynolds, he almost had it, he dropped it. The second one was a bad deal because the Lions had what Greg Olson said, the commentator this, this mesh concept that was for man. And at the last second, the Niners changed up to a zone and the Lions, instead of having somebody just two or three yards down the field for some kind of, uh, you know, outlet, they had guys down the field and that thing blew up immediately all because of the, the great last second decision to go to zone. I don't know if if you looked at it, was that the time to call a timeout? Should they have had something else in there in case? Okay, you've got all this for a zone, but what if they do go to man? Are we, you just you're screwed if they go to man? It reminded me a little bit like the uh, last year against TCU on the first drive, on the the Philly special. Where maybe McCarthy should have said, "Wait a second, they're in a zone. We can't go to the Philly special," but they did, and it blew up on them. What about that part for the? For well, the is, first of all, correct
1: me if I'm wrong. They were in field goal range at that point in time, too. Correct? Uh,
0: yeah, they were in a field goal range again.
1: Okay, right, and we're down three. Yeah, and that we're point down point. three. That's right. Um,
0: that I think uh, I'm. No, I think they should have kicked it too, Jerry. I think they should have kicked still it still both on. times. But I'm, you know, like I said, I'm not killing them for it. Uh, I I would have done it. Uh, Hopefully they don't rule the day, all of those kind of things, whatever. But what about, uh, shouldn't you have a play, the the great Ben Johnson have something in there for in case that let the last second, you know, they go to a zone and you're not just like screwed.
1: You know, Denny, when, when I played at Michigan, Bo used to always say there's going to be one guy unaccounted for. If they send everybody, there's going to be one guy unaccounted for. Um, the quarterback is responsible to identify that guy who's not accounted and hit the receiver right behind him, and that's what we always tried to do. And from what I understood of our passing game, no matter what they're they're gonna they if they send um, uh, if they send it all out, we're going to be one minus. So that means either your back's blocking, which still leaves you one minus, or he's out in a in a pattern behind that blitz. And that was the problem that I had with that play, is that there was no outlet. We did not account. Yes, we see him in man, and then all of a sudden they're in zone. But we should have that play, that that play at that point in time, ready to go. So in other words, what I'm saying is when we see that zone, Happen coming from a man disguise. I think there should have been an outlet there somewhere, a nice, easy pass for golf. Um, but there was, not I think we ran a, a, a play that was a total man uh, concept. And, and we got bitten the, uh, bitten the tail
0: for it. Yes, they did. And the defense, it would have been nice if they would have got a stop because the 49ers scored right on away every, on every possession. Yep. SW lion, you know, talking about the, uh, bounce off the helmet you know that was part of it but they didn't stop him at all so and then the momentum you know it's a, a case in momentum you, say, oh, momentum, you just got to get out there forget you know don't fumble on the very next play off of that you know that's what gibbs fumbled man it, you had such um it was such a turn of events it was such a meltdown i can't i still can't believe it i'm sitting here i'm still shocked about it all
1: and i'm hoping we learned our lesson because that came right after the field goal. All of this happened after not going for the field goal. So, I'm, I'm hoping we learned our lesson a little bit.
0: Adam says it was a post snap change. Yep, by San yep. Francisco. Nice yep. job. It sure was. Nice job there. Hey, that's uh, they got they they got good coaches too. Huh? Now they're in the Super Bowl.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: So there you go. All right, Jerry. Great job today. Look forward to talking with you next week. Maybe we'll be talking about a defensive coordinator then.
1: Denny, always a pleasure working with you, and uh, hail to the victors.
0: Smash that like button.